The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to The Art of Relationships radio show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dzinski, The Art of Relationships radio show will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Greg Dzinski, and this is the Art of Relationships radio show. Trying to hit it up with my sexy voice, or actually my non-sexy monotone voice today. I am tired and it seems like it's been forever since i've been on air with you guy with the show i think it was last monday i think um yeah wednesday we had technical difficulties at uh uh where i do the show at at uh in detroit with raw radio x so it seems like it's been forever since i've been on here welcome as you know i'm the host um, Greg Dzinski, aka Master G, licensed uh, professional counselor in the state of Michigan, and of course, everybody knows this. Uh, I'm a relationship and sex specialist, and what are we gonna talk about tonight? Everybody want to hit me up? I want to hear. You guys in chat, you can join me in live chat if you're listening to the show on Spreaker.com, Spreaker's app, or the show, The Art of Relationships radio show's own app as well. Also, um, give me a call. I want to hear from you this evening. I love taking calls. I love answering your questions. That is 586-212. Four one nine six, and I'm call, uh, coming from Mount Clemens, Michigan, this evening, uh, from my own counseling office. I will private practice in Mount Clemens, Michigan, and I will be from the studios, Raw Radio X, uh, Wednesday evening, hump night, same time, nine p.m. Like I said, we're Gonna or I'm gonna be talking about discussing a variety of topics, and as always, you can call me with any questions you have. Okay, any questions regarding relationship or sexual dynamics? You know, if you want to know any insights, uh, you know, anything I can help you out with uh, relationship aspects, sexual aspects, I'd be more than happy to help you out. That's what the Art of Relationships radio show is all about. And it is for you. And feel free, like I said, 
Join me on chat. And again, the number to call me, 586-212-4196. Also, um, like I said, doesn't matter what the topic is of discussion, please ask. And very importantly, I will not ask your name. Like I mentioned on all my shows, I'm not being a jerk. I'm not being rude. Not that I don't care, but I respect your privacy, so I won't ask. If you want to throw out your name out there, you know, that's fine. I'll definitely, you know, appreciate that or take that into consideration. But like I said, it's all about common courtesy and, you know, respect and privacy regarding the listeners out there, okay? There was, uh, I did a show on this as far as, uh, orgasms and squirting orgasms a little while ago and there was someone actually it was a uh, former student of mine uh, in human sexuality she had a question wanted to make sure she was right about squirting orgasm what a way to start off the night <laughs> and about um the valve getting you know it blocks off the urethra just like it does you know for women with the squirting orgasm it does block off the urethra, the gate or valve um, with the squirting orgasms like it does. That's where guys, you know, when they have a heart on, they're erect. It, the gate blocks off the urethra, you know, from the bladder aspect so urine doesn't escape and that's where ejaculate comes out. Squirting orgasms in warm, women are the same way. There may be traces of urine you know, in the female ejaculate with the squirting and all those aspects, too. There might be a trace, which is normal, but it's usually not a lot. It's not that, you know, overabundant. And, again, that is a case-by-case basis. But more cases than that, you're going to have traces, amount, if any, okay, not a lot. It's usually female, like I said, uh, female ejaculate. Ejaculate is very, uh, very similar consistency in uh, makeup, uh, potassium makeup as uh, male ejaculate. Okay, so I answered that question back on Facebook, and I want to touch on that. And talking about, there was another <laughs> on Facebook right before the before I went on talked about menopause. And how to handle it. Actually, for the guy, how, how do you handle it? And this is can be very, very difficult. And I, you know, was sort of being a smartass in a way on Facebook. And I said, do you drink? You might want to start drinking a lot. No, I'm teasing. It's very difficult with women going through uh, menopause, as you know, the hormonal withdrawals. I come hormonal withdrawals, you no know, estrogen levels. Uh, might be dipping a lot in the mood swings associated, the night sweats, uh, you know, the chills, all the situation where women going through menopause, it's a shame, it's sad. And I know women, you know, we, us guys, we have it easy, right? You guys have your monthly friend and then, you know, what happens? You go through menopause. So with the mood changes, again, whenever make these recommendations, recommendations. I am, like I said, a professional, licensed professional counselor here in Michigan. I am not a medical doctor. I try to stay up and I work with a lot of, you know, OBs, medical doctors as well, you know, to keep 
up and abreast and also try to, you know, keep up with the anatomy physiology as well and what's going on, especially with sexual aspects, women in menopause, you know, men with low testosterone aspects and with menopause to get back on that. One thing, like I said, you want to check with your doctor, but one thing that helps with the mood swings is black cohosh and it's spelled C O. H-O-S-H. It's black cohosh. It's a natural mineral vitamin supplement that helps a lot of women with, you know, the night sweats, cold uh, sweats. It sort of stabilizes them before. And you want to make sure there's no allergic reaction to this, you know, mineral vitamin. There has not been too many adverse effects that I have heard of from either clients that have been on it You know, I do have older students that have been on it of all race, you know, black, white, Asian. And it tends to work out very well for those to stabilize the night sweats, uh, mood swings, and everything else, okay? But, again, you want to check with your doctor. And a lot of doctors, oh, we'll put you on this, we'll put you on that. They might not be into the natural supplements, uh, but you want to check it out. You want to make sure that there are no... What do I want to say? No adverse effects. You don't want to. There's some rumors out there with the black cohosh that just like estrogen replacement uh, therapy, it might create or cause increased breast cancer chances. Now, I have heard that rumor, and I also am wondering if it is just a rumor um, to try to get people going back on other pharmaceutical aspects with those. So, I, like I said, it's rare. You want to do your research uh, regarding that. But black cohosh over and above has done you know pretty well for a lot of women. And I'm not talking just um, you know a handful of women. I'm talking quite a few women that have been on this with pretty good success. Again. Any questions, please, you know, ask your naturalist, ask, you know, your medical doctor, of course. I, I want you safe. I want you health, healthy. Another aspect, you know, with the mood swings, another one, another aspect to help with the night sweats and mood swings might be also an SSRI, which is basically select serotonin rebuke, or some people call it now more in modern days, reuptake inhibitor, which is like <clears throat> Selexa, Zola, Paxo, you know, that aspect. Effexor, you want to, you know, it might work well, but I'm telling you, to go off of it, it's going to take a long time, you know, a good couple months to wean yourself off, or you're going to feel like you're going through the ringer or going through hell. So, that's one aspect with effects where I don't recommend. I usually recommend Selexa. You know, Selexa, Zoloft, mild dose can do wonder. Some people do well also women on Wellbutrin to manage the night sweats and the mood, you know, aspects that are going on. Again, talk to your family doctor, okay? Talk to your family doctor, <laughs> okay? So, those are, you know, one elements that I want you to hit on and to go from there, okay? Again, check with your family doctor uh, with those aspects. But those are some things that can help, you know, if you have 
parents out there, or I shouldn't say parents because guys aren't going to go through menopause. Well, they're going to go through menopause, but uh, they're taking the hit for their wives, girlfriends, <laughs> mood swings, night flash, uh, night flashes, night sweats, sorry, and, you know, sort of night flats, sweats, flashes, and also, you know, the cold aspects as well. So, guys, yeah, we got to go through it with it and be empathetic, sympathetic, and, like I said, maybe stay away uh, once in a while to uh, get away from that because you might end up getting punched in the nuts um, with the mood swings. Another thing, you know, menopause, a lot of people know with the uh, vaginal dryness is very, very common with menopause. So, you know, I talk about this, you know, before as far as lubricants and everything else. You know, there's the old scenario, KY Jelly. There's a bunch of different products, water-based products, right, especially if you're using a condom. And you look at uh, women with menopause, oh, they can't get pregnant, right? Why would I, well, you know, if you're dating, whatever, safe sex and worried about sexually transmitted diseases or infections, you know, and you're using condoms, you have to use a water-based lubricant, okay? If you've been together for a while, you know, not using condoms, all that married a while, whatever your thing is, and you don't use condoms, olive oil, grapeseed oil, are two natural oils. They have to be 100%. No sugar added, nothing like that. But they tend to work very, very well, especially grapeseed oil. is high in vitamin E, and that does wonders for the vaginal, interior vaginal walls, and it can be a lot of fun. Okay, so grapeseed oil, high in vitamin E, and olive oil as well. And there's some other uh, oil. You know, some people use coconut oil and all this. It's got to be 100% no sugar added, 100% organic uh, grapeseed oil, um, olive oil, you know, whatever, you know, coconut oil. Some people use that, but most use, uh, I recommend the grapeseed oil. Again, you cannot use those with condoms okay you got to use like i mentioned before you got to use water-based lubricants with condoms because even if it's uh you know natural like grapeseed oil you know or coconut oil or olive oil right vegetable fruit oil whatever you want to call them even though they're 100 percent organic the oil believe it or not even though it's healthy for your skin high in vitamin e it will break down the condom, the latex and the condoms, whatever. So you don't want that situation, okay? Now, no, you know, with menopause aspects, you want to, you know, not worried about pregnant, but if you're worried about STIs, STDs, then you want to go ahead and protect yourself, of course. So condoms, remember, got to be water-based lubricants. If you're not using a condom, then... Try grapeseed oil, um, olive oil. Some people use coconut. 100%, no sugar added, you know, 100% organic. It's got to be real. Myers, I know Myers carries, of course, olive oil, grapeseed oil. Not to give props for that or wherever you shop, I'm sure you can find it, okay? Uh, so that's handling your question on Facebook today about the menopause. So hopefully that helps. It gives you maybe a little bit of insight. And again, 
be empathetic, be sympathetic, especially, you know, they're going through in the summertime. Yeah, You can have the AC crank down the freaking 30 degree, 30 degrees, um, freezing your ass off and she's still sweating, right? <laughs> you know, sweating and soaking the sheets and not from squirting orgasms, but from sweating from the night sweats. Um, be empathetic. Try to be understanding. I know it's not easy, but what I'm saying, you need to be, you know, empathetic, be understanding, and, you know, go from there. If you need to, you know, you have the air turned down the 30 degrees in the house, you know, freezing your ass off, man. Sleep with a snowmobile suit on or winter coat, sleeping bag, whatever you do, and she's going to be almost, like, naked because she's going to be freaking sweating like crazy. And then middle of night, she's going to freeze. And like I said, check out with your medical doctor or naturalist, you know, whatever you're into. Black Cohosh, I'm a huge fan of for women that are, you know, premenopause or, you know, starting our full-blown menopause that are going through all that. Also, you know, some things to help the night sweats, uh, SSRI. It's medication more commonly known as Celexa, Zola, Paxil, and uh, atypical antidepressant, not an SSRI, as well, Butrin. Some people have used that, as you know, for a long time to stop smoking, all that good stuff, okay? So those are some avenues. Again, talk with your medical doctor about those, okay? That might help your wife, and it might help you or your friends, or if you're listening, you have a mom, an aunt, grandma maybe, going through menopause, a friend, co-worker, um, you know, pass the advice along. I'm all about helping people, okay? I'm going to give my number again. It's 586-212-4196, and if you're listening on the Show Zone app, the Art of Relationships radio show, join me on live chat. Shoot me questions. I'm all about that. Give me questions, insights, anything you want me to talk about. It doesn't have to go with the show's topic of the night, okay? Like I said, I'm very flexible. I want to be flexible. The show is all about you and helping you, helping you as an individual and helping relationships out there big time grow, prosper, and get closer together and What I mean by closer together means emotionally be able to share a lot of things, most everything. But I also touched on a topic on Facebook. I did a show, oh boy, I think it was Monday, I can't even remember now, about desire. And I want to hit on this a little bit next is when I mentioned about, about being separated, meaning do you be separated, does that trigger desire in you and I covered on this I think it was last Monday about different aspects but what I meant I want to clarify about the separate separated aspect in when it relates to desire remember on a bunch of shows I you know a bunch of shows Facebook on my blog and everything I talk about how I work on strengthening the individuals at the same time with the relationship and there's uh key, key element in why I do this. When P 
people, as you know, I people listen to the show. Greg, oh my God, you mentioned this a hundred times already. Don't bore me, but it's it's important <laughs> when you know the desire. And I mentioned on Facebook uh, maybe this morning when I mentioned about this. Does desire equal being separated, or you know, most people look at I want to get closer. I want to get closer together emotionally. All this stuff, but then. You can get so close. There's a term, you know, they used to call for codependent people or dependent individuals about enmeshed. And it could be, you know, with your kid, your whole epitome, your whole essence is a revolved, involved in that other person, be it a kid, you know, your child, your partner, you know, lover, spouse, whatever, that you become so needy, you lose yourself. There is no... There is only an us. Got it? That there is no you in him, or I don't want to be, you know, heterosexual bias, but, you know, it could be there is no, let's just say, there is a relationship and that is it. There is no you in him, no him and you, or him and her, her and her, him and him. doesn't matter. There is no separate entities. You got me? That's what I meant this morning when I posted that. I think it was this morning. I can't even remember. It might have been yesterday. Um, It's been a rough couple of days. Uh, But that's what I mean. And what happens when there is no separate identities outside the relationship, what happens is that closeness happens when... You lose yourself. The passion, the desire, it dies. That's what I mean about working on strengthening the individual. Hey, Rhonda, welcome aboard in uh, chat. Very, very nice seeing you on chat. I said seeing you, but you're on chat. So <laughs> welcome aboard. Like I said, people, you can join chat as well. And you can also, um, you can also hit on... Uh, five, uh, sorry, <laughs> I had a brain fart. <laughs> five eight six two one two four one nine six. Again, five eight six two one two four one nine six. So give me a call live. Like I said, you're anonymous, and I respect your privacy, big time and confidentiality. I'm not going to ask you your name, not to be rude, just to be respectful. Okay. Um, Rhonda, you said foos here. I don't think, I don't see Foo yet. <laughs> she hasn't been on here yet, so I don't know if she, oh, there she is. I ain't even see her on there, maybe on your end, but hey, Foo, welcome. Talking about um, the desire to separate aspect, uh, talking about that if you guys are just a relationship and you don't have any individual identity, this is what I mean. The relationship starts to get stagnant, starts to get boring, and it almost like you two become just roommates and uh, the passionate, the desire sort of dies. And I mentioned this on Monday. You know, why is it that makeup sex tends to be some of the most intense, best sex there is? And I'm not talking the S&M mode you know i'm not talking 
about, if you're into that, that's fine. But I'm not talking that you're so pissed at each other and horny at the same time that you're giving each other black eyes and freaking bloody lips and all this shit. If you're into that, you know what? Who am I to judge? But what I'm saying is, um, you know, why is that when you get so pissed off and angry, you get in a fight argument, and all of a sudden the makeup sex is so freaking intense, right? It's because you both, no matter, it's not a right or wrong, you both are holding on yourself, okay? And I'm not talking physically. I'm not talking you playing with yourself at this point. I'm talking about you're holding on yourself as an individual, as your own identity, right, that that's what creates the passion and desire. Most people said you need to be so close to, you know, you need to be close on everything, you know, no arguing, no whatever. And I think that's, like I said, that's, I think one thing, that's a fantasy realm. And that's also a bunch of BS because what happens if you don't have disagreements, you're not holding on to your own self. You're not holding on to your own identity. You're not speaking your own mind. It's like a lot of people that are quiet. Um, you have two people that they don't talk. They're afraid to talk about disappointments. They're afraid to talk about what, you know, what they don't like in the relationship. They might be okay with what they like, right? But they might be too shy, Maybe too awkward. I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue, right? I hate confrontation. So all of a sudden, they hide all their stuff, right? So what happens is, you know, there's there's nothing that gel the relationship. It's almost like too blah, too not, do I want to say boring? There's not life built up into it. And when I mentioned about Monday, with the fire and the passion desire, there has to be space, right? There has to be air breathing to that passionate fire in the relationship. And that air comes from the separateness between you guys. And I don't mean, you know, every other week you're away from each other. And I know I mentioned that before, you know, over the road truck drivers, you have to go out of the, you know, out of the state or area for work. I get that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the emotional separateness where you have your own ideas, you have your own beliefs, you have your own thoughts and you allow each other to have them and you allow yourselves to be your own person, right? Not to be a mesh, not to be that close. What happens is when you are, you lose your identities. Stagnation sets in with the relationship and sex might be okay, but it's very, very rarely wham, bam, rip your freaking clothes off, throw you up against the wall, hot, passionate, Freaking breathing heavy, sweating all over the place, freaking licking here, kissing there. It's not passionate. It almost becomes routine. It becomes uh, vanilla. Is that a good word? You know what? I tell people all the time I'm vanilla, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but um, it becomes almost, it might be good. It might be close, right? But. It doesn't have the pizzazz. It doesn't have the full firework sparks kicked into it, if that makes any sense, okay? I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, and I want to talk about getting more into maybe sexual embarrassments. Oh, boy. <laughs> maybe also seven myths of women that maybe... 
I would say not of women, but more seven myths that men have of women and what they view on. And I'm also going to talk about showing you, I want to give you maybe a little bit of experiment and everything. Can you show one another you love each other without saying any words? Ooh, a little bit of experiment coming up. So listen up. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. I got a bunch of stuff I want to cover. I love to cover. Like I said, hit me up on the live chat. Welcome, Foo and Rhonda. Welcome back. I always love seeing you on there. Throw out ideas. Throw me any questions you have on chat. And also, you know, give me a call live, right? 586-212-4196. And I'm going to take a few-minute breather. Uh, going to listen to a couple of songs from Rev Ride Time and Skyway Traffic. And I'll be back in a few moments thank you so much for listening be back soon if you're looking for that unique cool fashion statement check out shoes by shay on facebook she has hand painted uh, hand designed canvas shoes for you your loved one it's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste check out shoes by shay on facebook again that's shoes by shay on facebook
I start to call myself the gray pretender before they tell me why you remember when you used to stand for something more than this. I always think it's happy ever after till it's a complete disaster to Come on.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Greg Tuzinski. This is the Art of Relationships Radio Show. And the first song was Skyway Traffic, The Great Pretender. And I think it was The Great Pretender. Or was it Get a Little Bit Closer? Shoot, I can't even remember now. <laughs> Told you I was a little bit off. And Who's Your Daddy was the second one by Rev Wright time this is the art of relationships radio show gonna jump back into it uh talk about some elements i'm gonna give the number out again i'd love to hear from you with your topics anything else uh five eight six two one two four one nine six like i said um the show Art of Relationships Radio Show is for you, for the listeners out there, to enhance your lives as individuals as well, and especially for relationship aspects. Increase your relationship, your marriage, living together, or just dating. I'm, I want to help. So anything I can do to provide some insights, please give me a call. 586 212 four one nine six and you can also join me on the live chat as well and throw your questions and topics out as well and like it's tonight a variety show we talked about you know just some quick elements about menopause aspects ways maybe to handle that talked about you know separated aspects and desire how you know you can be a mesh and be one couple, but if there are not two separate people in that relationship, chances are the sex life, everything else is going to become stagnant, going to become blah. And like I, you know, referenced before the break, you know, why is, for most cases, why is makeup sex sort of, sort of, it usually is very intense, right? Very like, oh my God, that was freaking awesome. Then it's like, you want to fight again so you can have makeup sex again, right? Because <laughs> it tends to be more intense. And that's what I mean. You hold on to yourselves. You're emotionally, you hold on to your individuality, even though you could be wrong, whatever. And you still have that deep love for each other, but you still are holding on that your own identity, your own individual person, and that creates the tension that is needed by the desire. So that's what I meant on Facebook, I think, earlier this morning, was about, you know, does can you be okay with being separated? And I don't mean, you know, being away from each other for, you know, guys being um, deployed, Afghanistan, Iraq, or, you know, maybe over-the-road truck drivers are gone for a couple of weeks at a time, maybe, or you're out of, you know, a different job and you travel a lot. That isn't what I meant. But, you know, it's part of you having your own identity, and that's going to kick up and maintain the passion and desire in the relationship, right? So you can have too much close closeness and smother your own identities each individual identities that's going to smother the relationship as a whole and it's going to become stagnant it's going to become somewhat boring so kick it up a notch right i'm not saying have an argument just to have an argument right (laughs) everyone oh yeah greg said we need to fight so we can have hot makeup sex that isn't what i'm saying you know what well i'm all about the hot makeup sex but i'm not i'm 
all about hot sex in general. It doesn't have to be freaking makeup sex. So um, <laughs> I don't promote arguing and fighting, right? That's what, well, that's what Greg said, you know. We got to argue and fight to keep the desire going. That isn't what I meant. Got it, people? Okay. Um, it's maintaining your own individuality to be able to kick it up and go from there. Okay. Oh, my God. I want to hear someone else's voice. Give me a call. 586-212-4196. Join me in chat as well. Now, where are we going to go from here? Oh, I mentioned before the break, a couple topics I want to hit on. You know, sexual embarrassments, and we talk about, you know, what are what the heck are sexual embarrassments, right? This could be, you know, guys, and I mentioned this before, erectile problems, mainly when we get older and adult. You know, it could be caused by diabetes, blood pressure, and everything else, and it hits the male ego right just like what else what if a woman has a hard time getting off her husband making him calm right what about that what does that do is that an embarrassment well i mentioned embarrassments right because i want people to look at these as not uh most people they get very defensive when it comes to this right erectile problems or the other aspect that maybe they're not being able to get off, it hit on your ego, right? Both the guy, oh, God, I can't get it up. I'm old. I'm this. I can't even get it up. I'm not, you know, young and vigorous anymore. I have our time getting it up because it comes to embarrassment. So we hide it. We get defensive. Just like ladies, if you weren't able to get your guy off, make him come, what would that do to you? And then, yeah, I'm ladies in chat and ladies probably listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, Greg, like I ever have that problem. I got to make them not come so quick. <laughs> ah, that's going to be another one with the embarrassment. But I look at how many people can look at these so-called sexual embarrassments, right? Here, maybe the woman can't come or has a hard time coming, right? She might think she's defective or maybe or you're going to flip it around ladies and always blame it on guys right and it makes a girl think you're doing something wrong yes i agree Rhonda. just like it does with guys if they have a hard time they can't get uh girls off and i need to revisit that topic i might already talked about that women that are able to maybe get themselves off either manually or with a toy but they I'm not going to say can't. They have a hard time getting off with a partner. And I should do a show on that. That was actually, that was a question I got asked the very, very first show I did out of PPRN out of Connecticut when I was, uh, you know, expert guest host with them for a while, which got me started doing this, my own show. Um, But, you know, that's another aspect. It's very good. If they don't come when you're sucking them, What's wrong with that, Rhonda? <laughs> if they don't come when you're sucking them, then does that mean you're doing something wrong, that's not good, whatever? Maybe there's some guys that have a block maybe with that too, that, oh, my God, I don't want to come because I love her. I don't want to disrespect her. Fucking disrespect her. Blow it all over. 
blow it all over her tits, blow it all over her face, whatever. Maybe she swallows, whatever, <laughs> whatever you're into, right? And I think Fu mentioned a while ago about getting it all over her face, and she loved it. <laughs> <laughs> How unprofessional, talking about blowjobs, sex, and getting off. Oh, it's part of my job <laughs> with the, you know, the sexual therapist realm and <laughs> hitting on that. So it gets, the sexual embarrassments can be, I want people, when I look at, oh yeah, Rhonda Swallow, you, all of the above, there's fruit. Oh God. Now you get me all freaking excited about blowing it all over faces and having her swallow. That's so freaking hot. Anyways, now I'm getting a freaking woody how professional is that right no <laughs> oh god you guys you two always throw me off topic anyways and i can't even i start daydreaming i can't even freaking think anymore like i can anyways uh but you know not getting your partner off male or female does you know it doesn't matter that can be embarrassment but why i mention embarrassment because i want people to look at to try to take the pressure off of yourself what happens is when you put so much pressure on yourself i get it you know maybe you know you come too quick you are able to you know, for guys coming too quick, that's a big thing. Or, you know, a guy can just, you know, hey, I got mine. Sucks to be you, but I got off. <laughs> Women just freaking punches them in the balls. Then <laughs> you, you look at those. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Everybody have, hi, hi, how you doing? I just got punched in the ball by my bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you look at the situation where. If you are able to take the pressure off, you know, right, with an erection, it hits our ego, you know, and ladies, like you said, you know, uh, Fu and Rhonda, you look at the situation, excuse me, where you have a hard time getting your partner off, it, it hits on our ego. It's like we're not doing, oh, yeah, just finish yourself off. Yeah, I agree, but it hits the ego especially if you can't get your partner off. Goes for guys to women, women to guys, and everything. Yeah, I know. I'm always slap happy because I'm freaking tired all the time. When am I not slap happy, right? People listening to the show, oh, my God, I can't go see Greg. He's going to make fun of us in session. And I got to believe me, I'm <laughs> a more professional in session. And uh, what can I say? Yeah. I love joking around, yeah, but I'm also very empathetic, very professional. So don't let the radio show scare you off from seeing me, okay? I'm very respectful, very compassionate, and very empathetic. Absolutely, okay? Um, the joking around might come once we get to know each other more, but <laughs> very down to earth. Anyways, if you have a hard time, you can't get your partner off. It hits her ego. Say you have a problem getting it up, guys. The erection aspects, you hit on these, and it's, um, it's embarrassing. It hits our ego. What? Women who get turned off by their man making comments about wanting a blowjob. Oh, you know what? Like I said, I'm not going to mention any names, even on chat, unless you give me permission about it. Now, if you're making comments about blowjob, now I'll get, I'm going to get back to the sexual embarrassments and all that stuff. Yeah, there are women that get turned off. Oh, my God, it's gross and all this stuff. Those are 
like I, I mentioned before, and, you know, Rhonda and Fui listen to me for, God, forever since I started doing this, and I appreciate it. And other people, you look at some people out there are really, uh, what do I want to say, prim, proper. Maybe they don't want to come across as sluts, whores, or all this stuff when you start using commenting about, you know, turned off about comments about wanting a blowjob. Now, is there a way and a mood to go about that, right? And maybe Rhonda and Princess Fu can hit up on this with the chat as well. I like when he tells me what he wants. I know you do, Fu, and it's awesome. But some people have a hard time. If you're always going, oh, I want you to suck my cock, you know, right away, <laughs> you're automatically. Now, if you're hot and heavy, you know, you're hot and heavy getting, you know, foreplay and, you know, all that aspect. You know, when you're hot and heavy in the mood and you come in and say, God, you just suck my cock, you know. I mean, give me a head, man. Lick my dick. Whatever you get into, you know, that could be hot. Now, a lot of women love that, get turned on. If a woman come up to me, hot, great, just lick me. I'd be, fuck yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. I swear too much. Sorry. Good thing it's not FCC regulated. I'd be in trouble. (laughs) So you look at those elements. It can be hot and, you know, depending on the context. Now, going back to the other individual on the text that made, if you're always making comments and there's no romantic gestures, there's no emotional connection. Like I said, when I said, you know, about separateness, I didn't mean a total separation emotional disconnect no but you know if you're going on oh you know what i would love you if you give me head i love you you know give me a blowjob but if you're doing it every single day and that's all you talk about then yep thanks for you just mentioned if that's all he talked about all the time it would get boring and it would look like it you're being selfish right and i've heard this from a lot of women um And I try to help guys with this, too. It comes across that it's just being selfish. Now, once in a while, you know, like I said, I'm all about that. God, I just I want you to suck my cock. You know what? I love it when you suck me. You can say, you know, those aspects. You're saying it maybe 10 times a day, every single day. It gets a little old for the women, but it not only gets old, it almost looks like they're getting treated like a piece of meat, and that's it. It's only for your pleasure only. And they're going to look at, you know, what are they going to get out of it? Why am I, you know, why am I doing this? And I'm all about you returning that favor, individual on chat, about you returning the favor and you going down south, going downtown on her too. And would you like it if she said that, just lick me? You know what? I want you to just eat me. Would that be freaking hot? Would you love that as well? So, you know, it's all, again, on the context of the person you're with and what they like. And I always tell women or try to teach women, even clients, individual clients that might have issues, you know, they see me individually or in relationship. I want them to be more comfortable. I want men, not just women, to be more comfortable sexually. And it doesn't mean that they're a slut or they're a whore. Damn, Greg, what? Rhonda, why'd you say damn, Greg? What the hell did I do now? (laughs) Oh, my God, damn, Greg. I'm getting yelled at here on uh, chat. (laughs) 
I got to throw up. I'm going, oh, I'm going to need a cold shower. I take that. That's a good thing, Rhonda. No, I hope so. <laughs> but you look at it, like I said, it goes in the context. And if there is a mix, um, you know, of the romantic gesture, some more loving tenderness along with the rough, you know what, I'd love you to suck me and all this stuff, that would be hot. Now, if you are getting to the element to where you're begging for a blowjob, or you're always going, hey, why don't you give me a blowjob? Almost like you're begging for it all the time. That gets old and that gets sad. Why would you want her, well, that's a dumb question. <laughs> I already answered that question. Why would you want her sucking your cock if she didn't want to suck it? And I'm like, oh, Greg, you dumbass. No, <laughs> you're looking at I get it, right? <laughs> anyway, no. With me and I teach guys, I teach men and women. I, I, I don't get enough. People that saw me before know me well and had me in classes, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> comments in a joking manner. But they look at the elements to where, um, you know, you can't even joke around about it. I like that, but it depends on the mood. But if you're always joking around about it, they're going to think you're serious about it all the time. If you're always, you know, in a joking manner, joking around about it, they know the underlying tone is, you know what, you're not really joking it. You really want your cock sucked. Uh, by her, and believe me, I'm all about women sucking cock. I'm all about that. Uh, yeah, very much. I'm human. I'm professional. I, yeah, but I'm also human. I'm a guy too. Yeah, I do like it. But there's got to be a respect factor. That mutual respect, like I said about the separateness, you expect or accept each other as your own individual, right? I want her to accept you as that, and all this stuff. You know what? And I also teach, you know, maybe men and women, right? If he said that, why couldn't you say, yeah, I'm going to suck your cock. I'm going to, oh, my God, I'd love to suck your cock right now. Why couldn't women, would you be able to do that, right? Would you be able to do that? You know what? I want to lick you right now. If he says to you and you said, oh, my God, I'd love you to do it right now. Or would you just, oh, God, oh, would you knock it off? You don't beg for sex you don't beg or whine that's pathetic and end up losing respect for i think you lose respect for yourself i don't think i know it well i can't say for everybody but me personally i'll throw it out there i'm not begging for nothing right if 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 you don't want to you don't do it i'll i'm going out i'm going i'm out of this relationship it's that simple right I might love you, whatever, but our needs are important. If you don't care, you know, if we don't jive sexually, you know what? It it ain't going to happen. I'm going to be gone. And it might sound cold, and I'm all about, I don't mean I'm gone automatically. I'm all about working on it and, you know, trying to meet each other's needs and please. But if that other person is not or always like, no, no, whatever, you know what? adios we are just not sexually compatible and this is where the element comes in where i call about separateness people when you start selling out and you know for the relationship i'm gonna do whatever it takes to make this relationship happen what if the relationship stays strong well maybe it ain't strong maybe you're just faking it but what happens is the relationship is cemented it's there right she knows you ain't going to leave. 
You know she ain't going to leave, but you're bored to death and you're resentful, right? I beg him so he knows how bad I want him, not beg him to be desperate. Foo, you know why? That's hot. I agree. There's a difference between begging out of pleasure and begging to be desperate, right? We never, and you know Foo, you know me and Wyo and Rhonda and stuff too, that I never, yeah, you never beg out of desperation. But you look at going back to, you know, you can be together, but you start, you sell yourself out so much, you're not happy. And like I mentioned, you know, about the separateness of desire and the fire and the, the oxygen and the air and the separateness needed to keep the passion going, your own identity. You know what? When you start selling all that out, you know what? I, you know what? I'm married. We're in a relationship. We love each other. So, you know what? It's okay. I give up not having blowjobs ever again. Um, I, I give up. I, I, you know what? I, I'm going to bullshit myself and say, yeah, I can be happy without getting a blowjob again. Eh, I can be ladies. I can be happy without if he never licks me again. Hmm. Eh, you know what? I can be happy with sex eh, once every other month. You know what? As long as we're together, I'm not going to break up our family, and I'm not going to break up our relationship. <gasps> oh, God. I think I was just going to puke. And there's some people out there. I don't mean, maybe I do mean to be sarcastic and unprofessional in that realm, but a lot of couples are in this situation, and it's sad. I understand it. You know, I'm not saying... You know, I get it. I understand it from not only a personal perspective, but also from, you know, the professional elements. And like I said, I learn every day from clients. I learn different situations, what they go with. But, you know, it's like they're selling themselves out and they're wondering why the relationship that they're in my office, it's stagnant. It's boring. Yeah, we love each other, but there's no spark. There's no whatever. We're in it just because it's comfortable. How hot is that, Right. When you're so comfortable that, you know what, you're not going to do anything to raise that spark, that's probably what's killing that spark because you're selling yourself out. You never, ever do that, okay? I, I shouldn't say that. That's just my recommendation. Like I said numerous times, it's your life. You do what you want. And, you know, if you want to be complacent, if you want to be <clears throat> comfortable, and there's no spark and all that. Some people are okay with it. I'm not saying that is wrong or needs to change, right? Now, I'm not suggesting that. That's up to you and what you want. What I'm saying is if you want more spark in a relationship, more passion, more desire, you need to have that entity. And you need to look at you have a right to be happy too. And that's not being selfish, right? Now, being selfish is always going up to the wife or girlfriend and saying, like, the, <laughs> hey, give me a blowjob eh, every time. Give me a blowjob. Yeah, you just gave me a blowjob an hour ago. I want another blowjob. And you're doing that every, <laughs> every day of the week. I'm making fun of the individual on chat, and I don't mean to. Um, <laughs> I know a little bit, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just busting his balls but you get the you get the idea you get the gist what i'm saying about there's an aspect of maintaining yourself and also being respectful of the other person going back to the 
uh, sexual embarrassments. You know, how do you handle this? Maybe when I want to, I use that phrase embarrassments because it is embarrassing, but I also want to throw it up and make a little light of it because a lot of sexual embarrassments, right? If you, so many people try to hide them, right? Well, you can't hide coming too early. Oh, it's okay. I just accidentally spit. <laughs> I didn't come. I just actually drooled. You turned me on so much. I just drooled on your ass. No. <laughs> Ew. Wait, that's gross. No. <laughs> oh, God. I am slap happy. You're right, fool. I am always. I need more sleep. What I need is more solid sleep as I drink in coffee. But, um,. I got to quit saying um tonight, too. Anyways, <laughs> getting on to the aspects, the embarrassments. Look at them. If you take these to heart all the time, it's going to build pressure up in you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to come. I got to come. I got to come. What happens? You block it, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's got to come. Then you get mad, and you get upset. I want you both to work on the sexual so-called embarrassments. I want you to work on them as a team and maybe if you don't take them so serious at first right throwing out the medical you know diabetes heart disease i talk about all that high blood pressure that can cause erectile problems big time and also women might have a hard time you know reaching orgasm the wetness you know with diabetes blood pressure you know heart conditions i want i want you safe i want you healthy out there, right? I want I want all those issues or medical, you know, if there are medical elements, I want them taken care of or looked at by your medical doctor or, you know, specialist, urologist, whatever you're looking at. But if there's no medical aspects, I want you to sort of take light of them at first. And it's very, very difficult because it's embarrassing, right? You're like, oh my God, I came too quick. I came a lot quicker than I wanted to. Oh my God, look at, oh my God, she so turned, turns me on so much and here I can't even get my dick hard. And she's going to think she don't turn me on. And you're right. She's thinking, right? Oh, oh my God, what I, I did something wrong. I don't turn them on. Then women are going to start, oh my God, I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I got stretch marks. Oh my God, my hair is out of place. Well, it should be out of place if you're getting wild and kinky, right? Oh my God, my makeup's smeared. Yeah, it's all smeared all over his um, manhood. Ah, baby. <laughs> no. And what? It's embarrassing. But if you make light of it, oh, you make it act like it's not a big deal, right? You know, you take it as a almost a matter of fact. Yeah, it happens. It happens once in a while. And you take that pressure not only off yourself, but off your partner in a relationship. Chances are, you know, like I said, I'm throwing it out there. If it's not a medical situation, chances are it, yep, there you go. Shit happens, just honest communication. You make light of it, right? You don't make fun of each other. Oh, yeah, you're not man enough. You can't get it up. Uh, no, not at all. That's not what I meant as far as, what? Why is it that we men have been drinking, want to give us a two-hour fuck? Are you guys just too drunk-bound, lose track of time if I come <laughs> three to four times? <laughs> Foo, it's sort of part of whiskey dick, and it... uh. Some guys drink too much, they can't get it up. And when we drink a 
What the hell? I am having a bam waving the flag. Oh, wait, waving the white flag. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm sore. I'm chafed. I already count three, four, five times. I'm getting sore here. Yeah. Part of when they're drinking food, what happens? The inhibition also desensitization sets in. That's where guys, typically when they drink more, um, I'm not talking, you know, alcoholic aspects. And everybody's, you know, affected differently depending if they drink, you know, the more darker liquors, right, whiskey, brandy, all this stuff, or if they drink white clear liquors, you know, tequila, vodka, that stuff, or drink beer. Everybody has their own thing, but usually they have a hard time. If they drink too much, they have a hard time getting it up. Or the other aspect, they desensitize themselves and they can go on longer um, and sometimes have a hard time not even coming at all. And it can be very frustrating for both the partner and themselves. But they look at, and you laugh, it's, it's the whiskey. You know why? You have a right to tell me, you know what? I'm sore. I've had enough. Go take care of yourself. And he might pass out, you know, before even being able to take care of himself. Or maybe he can't. You sort of yeah, it happens like it was happening, like Rhonda mentioned. Shit happens, and you sort of just don't make a big deal of it. Now, if the guy is always drinking all the time, right, so he lasts longer, ooh, that is going to create a problem, right? Oh, my God, i got to have a couple of drinks or two, three, four, five, six drinks, whatever, before I have sex because I know I'm going to be a man and I'm going to last longer. I just say I'm done, thanks. Right. <laughs> I'm done, thanks. If Foo says, oh, I'm done, thanks. Oh, my God, I need a Band-Aid on my VJJ. You made it all sore. <laughs> and chafe. Just say, you know what? I'm done. I'm sore. Whatever, right? But the alcohol definitely can do that, okay? It can desensitize the guy. Either he has our time getting it up or he has our time coming. It depends, like I said, on each guy. Foo. It, every guy's different depending on what type of alcohol affects him the certain way. Everybody, you know, everybody's different when it comes to that realm. Some guys might be able to maybe have a buzz going on with beer and they have no problem coming or whatever but yeah foo i need to be able to walk yeah no kidding man oh my god oh my god i, I need a padded seat <laughs> i can't sit down oh my god my freaking lips are hanging down to the floor because they're all ratted out and sore ouch how's that for a visual visual uh, listener i almost said learners students thinking i'm in class yet oh my god i need a break but you know, those aspects, you know, even women being a hard time or even like I mentioned about menopause aspect, about vaginal dryness. How embarrassing is that for women, too? And also the guy might think, oh, my God, I'm not exciting her. Right. And there's some guys if the woman is not getting wet enough. I teach some guys, especially older or, you know, where women are getting in uh, premenopausal or menopausal aspects. Some guys, they think it's a turnoff if the woman isn't wet. And the big thing is it always circles back down to the guy it hits his ego because he thinks she ain't turned on by me and it's biological 
And that's physiological, biological. And that's what I sort of teach guys about, you know, you might have to use lube and it might not be, she could be very turned on. It's just her body changes, right? Her body changes. And we all know like dehydration can be a big factor as well, you know, with that. But with the body changes, guys might not be educated enough. They might not know. So we have to teach them. You know what, It's not that I'm not turned on. It's just, you know, body gets older and the dryness and we might have to use lube. That doesn't mean I'm not turned on. It's all about teaching, especially with the sexual embarrassment, embarrassments. And you sort of make light of, oh, no big deal. I'm, so, I'm still turned on. It has nothing to do with you. It's just the female body at that given time, right? Some women also might be more drier, you know, around or right after their period, too. Um, some vaginal dryness can be, you know, where lube might be more needed around those times as well, okay? Well, I'm going to take another breather, give my voice a chance to recoup a little bit, and we'll be back. This is Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor, relationship and sex specialist in the state of Michigan. This is the Art of relationships radio show and i'm going to be back in a few minutes thank you for listening be back soon if you're looking for that unique cool fashion statement check out shoes by shay on facebook she has hand painted uh, hand designed canvas shoes for you your loved one it's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste check out shoes by shay on facebook again that's shoes by shay on facebook Just another song You'll never hear about a girl I've never met This is just another lie Whispered in your ear so you'll think that I can make it This is just another ride Taken by surprise with no clear end in sight This is just an empty line You've heard a million times that I've used to make it right A chance meeting in a parking lot Getting high off of a pointless talk You remind me of the songs I used to fall asleep to Of the melodies that I 
That was just another song you'll never hear by Skyway Traffic. Here is Motel Sex by Rev Right Time. Be back in a minute or two. Thanks so much. The Art of Relationships radio show.
Hey everybody, that was Motel Sex, Rev Right Time. And right before that was, what was it? Just another song you'll never hear by Skyway Traffic. This is Greg Dzinski. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. And I appreciate everybody tuning in. We covered quite a bit of stuff. This evening, going to go back, you know, we talked about sexual embarrassments before the break, and I want to hit on, you know, the way you handle it. If you look at it, it, it's very difficult. I get this, and it's not easy. I make it, you know, when I talk on the radio um, or doing a show, it's different in session. Even I, even in session, I need to watch out. So I'm not, you know, overly blunt because I, I sort of talk about... Um, you know, I, I can be blunt, but I need to be, and I'm matter of fact, but I'm very compassionate, very empathetic. But I, I, what I mean by blunt in this situation, that I want to make sure it doesn't come across that it's supposed to be easy. It isn't easy. It's very, very difficult. And these changes, you know, when you're, you know, let's face it, our confidence, self-confidence, when it comes to sex and sexual-related aspects, it tends to be very, very difficult. Um, you know, it hits home, and we get defensive. We might attack. We might whatever. And with the sexual embarrassments, you know, the early ejaculation, maybe not being able to come, the woman or get your woman to come, get your man to come, all those aspects, the erectile problems, um, if you... Take them, and you look at no big deal. I think Rhonda mentioned this earlier, you know, in the chat aspects. You take it, oh, no big deal. Shit happens. It happens, no big deal, right? And you just relax about it. The more you worry about it, I know it's easier said than done. I get it, Greg. Yeah, it's a lot easier, right? You look at it, no big deal. Shit happens. I'm human, no big deal, right? And chances are, if you take this attitude and you look at, you know, once in a while it's going to happen, no big deal. Let it go, right? And not take this personal. Not that, oh, I couldn't make him come or I couldn't get him hard, therefore he's not turned on by me. That might not be the case, right? And the same thing, um, you know, it could be tired, exhaustion, stress. There's a lot of things. I mentioned, you know, the medical complications. Even outside, there's no medical complications. It could be being tired. It could be stressed. No big deal. And I'm all about sex being a stress breaker. I get all that. I'm all about that. <laughs> Hell yeah, right? But you look at it, you're human, and it might not be. Shit might happen. You might not come all the time. You might have a hard time getting it up. Can you laugh about, oh, my God, I can't believe this, and actually take it like laugh. It's almost like, you know, when the embarrassing aspect is, you know, and I mentioned this a while ago, you know, I couple winters ago, it was probably our worst winter we've had in a long time, a couple years ago. You know, we haven't had that much snow, ice, and it was sort of mild. I fell and slipped on my ass four times that winter. Four times, right? No big deal. Each time, there was a car right next to my car watching me fall on my ass. <laughs> and most, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I sit there and freaking laugh. What do you do? You know, you just laugh, you know. Life can be funny. You know, you take that ego out of you and always try to get away from self-protection 
and especially in sex. And what I meant about separateness, separateness doesn't mean separate. You don't trust each other. You don't think or love each other. Not at all. You have your own identity, but you sort of trust each other. You can be with each other and sort of maybe laugh about it. Oh, it's okay. No big deal. And you actually mean it. And you believe what your partner says. It's not a big deal. And don't try to mind fuck yourself all the time and read too much into it, okay? If it tends to be an ongoing problem, then you can, you know, come see me. The Art of Relationships here, my office in Mount Clements. Um, yeah, come, you know, please come and see me. Um, yeah, as I beg, tell people not to beg. I don't beg clients. But you look at, you know, you look at the elements, you know, come and see me and I'd be more than happy to help you guys out or help you out with these situations. But laugh it off. Joke about it. Don't make it like it is, uh, oh, my God, life is going to end now. I came too quick. Life is going to end. I couldn't get my cock hard, right? And, ladies, look at it. You know, it's not that big deal. It is. If you have a hard time coming and you know he ain't doing the job, then, you know, teach him uh, all about that, right? You should be able to teach each other. Okay. Now, um, so laugh, try to laugh them off, joke about them. That's what I mentioned about embarrassments because embarrassments, they can be funny, right? Laugh it off, joke it off. If it tends to be more than that, more pronounced, and it keeps going on and on and on, or it's been an ongoing situation, I get it. You know, I agree. Then it tends, it doesn't become funny anymore and it becomes you're scared you don't even want to have sex because oh my god you know he's not gonna get it up again that means i'm not turning them on or he's gonna be even afraid to try because he's not gonna feel like a man if he can't get it up you start you know playing mind games with yourself and it makes it difficult so you know please you know talk to me send me an email uh call me text you know Check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. And, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm very accessible to get a hold. I want to help. But try it first. If it happens once, you know, once or twice, no big deal. Play it off. It's normal. Whatever. Okay? It happens. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Okay? There you go. Now, oh, I'm going to cut off at 10.30 uh, in about five, six minutes from now this evening. And then I'll be back on. Make sure you listen Wednesday night, 9 o'clock, same time, okay? 9 o'clock, I'll be with uh, the crew, rawradiox.com in Detroit. I've been starting to do my show out of there. I don't know. It's been a month, and there was technical difficulties last Wednesday, uh, so I apologize for that, but I'll be on with them, uh, Wednesday night, hump night, so it'll be fun, and Sebastian Slash Avenue, uh, will be helping me out with that, he's a very cool guy, and I love being a part of the RawRadioX.com family as well now, so it's a great fix, good people, or I wouldn't be with them. I'm not going to be cocky, but no, they're good people, so it's with them, right? When we end the show, I want to throw this about not only being separated, you know, with desire and everything, and I talk about 
having the couple show each other you love each other, not being a mesh, not being totally uh, glued together at the hip where you lose your own identity. No, not at all. How many people out there, and this is going to be a challenge, could you, you could, I want you to tell your partner, hey, I want to try this. It might be fun. I want to see how difficult that it is. Can you show your partner that you love them without any words? Not saying a damn thing. Think about this. I um, come across this article by Esther Pearls. Everyone knows, you know, if you heard me say Esther Pearls, I'm a huge fan of her. She's a dynamic lady. And come across uh, some of her a long time ago. I, I've been a big fan of hers for years, and I, I go through stuff now and then, rehashing stuff. And coming about, you know, a story about two people, they were married, loved each other, and they couldn't understand. They really couldn't understand each other. They looked at each other without, I think she spoke Japanese, Chinese, and he was American, I think, and didn't really speak Japanese well. She didn't speak English well, but they met just the attraction, the eye chemistry, we'll say that, that you connect. And they married. They didn't really talk. They loved each other. They did it by showing each other, right? Gestures that you did. They would go, even though you don't understand each other, that maybe you might be able to show somebody. Is there artwork? Can you guide somebody to something to look at, something to check it out? And it's funny, when you look at mimes, right? They're using bigger cities and all this stuff, the mimes, right? They don't speak. They do it all talking about charades and all this stuff. But can you do it? Can you show your partner, even if you could do it for a day, would you be able to, I, I'm not talking emergency. You know, you need to talk if there's an emergency going on. You know, your father, unfortunately, is in the ER. This happened. That, yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. But, you know, can you show each other? Even, you know, ahead of time. We're going to take this day, maybe half the day, and show each other without even talking. Almost like guiding each other. And when I teach, uh, I can't even think, psychology of disability, um, when I teach psychology uh, disability, you know, about guiding people around and putting the, in each other's shoes, if they're deaf and they can't hear you, what would you do? If maybe they don't understand what you say, maybe they can't speak, how would you be able to do this? You think about, you know, are words necessary? I'm all for words telling each other, but about showing each other. Can you show each other, even a half a day, by no I love you. I desire you. I want. Can you do it just by actions? Take their hand. Guide them. Would you be able to do that? I'm going to challenge you to do this. And see, it can be fun, and you're going to laugh your ass off, and it might get frustrating. But the other think about how long has it been before you can sit next to each other and not say a word to each other. I don't care for five hours watching a movie or whatever, and you just feel that they're attracted to you. They don't have to say it. They show it. They feel it. So this exercise is going to help you identify with the feelings, the body language, the eye-to-eye contact, right? 
And actually, can you laugh and joke around? Can you tickle each other? Can you show each other that type of fun love without really speaking I love you in the words that you can show it? How difficult would this be? I want you to try it. Have some fun with it. Um, if you don't have a partner or whatever to do this, write this down. Do it down the road, right? And think about, can someone tell you, and we talked about, you know, I did a show, a couple of shows on dating and single life about reading body language and all this stuff. How do you know if someone likes you? Do you need to hear it? Or can you tell by their body language and their vibe? So do this action, if you will. Say if one went deaf, they wouldn't be able to hear you anyways, would they? I don't want that. I'm not saying that. I don't want that. I don't want anyone to get hurt, go deaf, get a disease, illness, go blind, nothing like that. But how would they be able to tell that you love each other? Ah, I think it might be a little bit of fun and to jazz that up a little bit, okay? Um, try to go hell and integrate this. Have fun with it. And you might increase the intensity of your relationship with this. And remember, you're still maintaining your sense of self, your own individuality. That has to be to maintain the desire and the pra- the pr- uh, there we go, <laughs> the passion in the relationship, okay? I accept the challenge. We usually say it and show it, but I want to just, you know, try showing it. No words all day or even a half a day, Foo. It's not that easy. We're used to, you know, we might talk, but we might even not even show it or we might not even use words of affirmations. But do you really need them to show it? And some people need to hear I love you all the time, right? Remember, this is part of gaining the confidence that I try to help each individual in relationship gain confidence. That you can trust by the actions, by them showing and you showing their partner that they love it. You know, how do you show it? And you can also sort of ask and whatever what and go on what they want what they like and how you read each other this is going to be it's actually a pretty cool exercise and it's huge okay this uh, i'm going to sign off in a couple minutes this is the art of relationships radio show thank you so much for listening this evening people hopefully my voice came through loud and clear and not too monotone and tired sounding this evening, okay? You catch me here every Monday and Wednesday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can check up uh, on Facebook. I usually post, you know, the shows, do a reminder, all that on Facebook. Look up Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. I'm all over Facebook. Listen, tell your friends, family, whatever. <laughs> I appreciate it. Much love to everybody out there and not going support I get. Foo, Rhonda, I can't thank you too enough as well for being, a, oh, my God, loyal followers. Maybe I'm hypnotizing you somehow. I have no idea. I think Foo referenced me <laughs> to uh, her crack. <laughs> and I, That's not good. No. Crack, meaning the drug, not ass crack. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening, people. I appreciate it. And all my love to everybody out there. Thanks so much. Everybody have a good evening. And I'll catch you Wednesday night, 9 p.m., same spot. (laughs) 
Bye-bye, people. Much love. Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you.